welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is 232. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the kinky cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Fire Child Anal 101, recorded live at Frolicon. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Fire Child. Okay, so if my voice gets shaky, anybody just throw something at me, tell me to talk up. I have stage fright, something terrible, but your booty holes are important to me. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to learn you something. So this is the class for Anal 101, uh, where you'll be learning all about the important facts of sticking things up your booty hole. So if you're in the wrong class, feel free to stay. (laughs) Okay, so... We're going to start with beginner basics. First of all, why would someone enjoy anal? The kind of responses that I get to this, especially in the vanilla world, is, are you shitting me? And yes, that's a pun. (laughs) Of all the other things you could be doing, why would you want to be driving the wrong way down a one-way street? And this is a fairly common reaction. Uh, For one example, it's often I find, and again, in the vanilla community a lot, is that you'll get girlfriends that are like, well, he kept bugging me for anal because he loves watching it in porn. And he talked me into it, and I just let him do it because I knew it was going to hurt, and that way he felt guilty and never did it again. And that's a story I hate hearing. One, because you let yourself get hurt. And two, because you could have been enjoying something. And so it really spurred me into wanting to to do more education because a lot of people think that, you know, anal is, is an introduction to kink, and, like, everybody knows it, but that's not necessarily true. I can, I can tell you from personal experience <laughs> that sometimes we all need a little extra education about it, and I've done a lot, and I am still learning. Uh, I didn't know that you could take something that big up your ass, and I watched somebody do it, and I learned how <laughs> because these are interesting things to me. I'm... I'm, I'm me. <laughs> so, done the right way, anal can be immensely enjoyable. Uh, the anus is full of nerve endings. Uh, it's easily filled with blood, and that makes everything extra sensitive. Uh, this is why the act of licking the, around the entrance has become popul- popular enough to warrant its own term, which is rimming. Uh, people also enjoy just a gentle massage around the puckered hole or just a, a pinky finger just entering into the forbidden love pit. <laughs> it can add an extra level of excitement and sensation to your sexy times and bring it to the next level, uh, regardless of who's receiving the action. And as most of you probably know, anal can go a step further uh, for anybody that owns a prostate. Uh, Prostates uh, are the nerve endings, uh, well, the nerve beginnings to everything that controls the penis. So, I mean, you can imagine touching that's going to feel like a live wire. And that's why a lot of men enjoy it, regardless of of their sexuality. I mean, it's it's fun. It's fun. And depending on on your anatomy... um, 
the G spot can be. It, I mean, it's in it's in the middle. It's in the tissue. So depending on where it's tilted, because a lot of vaginas, as I'm sure you know, are tilted, uh, you can get more stimulation from the back end than you would vaginally. Uh, I have that personally. I get almost no sensation vaginally, but uh, me and anal are best friends. <laughs> There's a lot of different options for this. If you and I don't, I don't advocate. Uh, only having a top and bottom. I advocate everybody exploring. You at least need to know what it feels like and what it's like to try and relax and get it in there. Now, I do say that uh, the first rule of thumb always is lube. Lots of lube, always lube. And I always say too much lube is not enough lube. And now I know that there are some people out there that are like, "Mm, but, and I will get to you later. (laughs) There's a part two. But for now, especially for newbies, uh, lube is your best friend, and we're going to go through a lot of uh, different options on that. But just be aware that the colon and the anus especially, it's, it's porous. Like, that's what its job is, is to sap water out of it. So it's going to dry up really fast. There's not going to be a lot uh, to get through. It's going to be like squeaking against a, a shower tub before it gets wet. <laughs> You know, and you don't want to do that. It's going to cause some damage. So make sure uh, to add lube, reapply lube, and keep the lube flowing. Now, you have some options in lube. Uh, Obviously, water-based is going to fly off a lot quicker, but it also depends on your toys. Uh, You don't want to put silicone silicone lube with silicone toys. It will melt them uh, and cause some issues. But silicone uh, isn't as absorbent as water-based, uh, so I do recommend that for anal, uh, depending on what you're using. Uh, like if you're using glass, that's not going to cause as much of a problem. It's also smoother. I know a lot of people, unless you're really into pain, don't wax back there. So your, uh, your glass is going to slide on that lube. It's not going to uh, pull at your skin as much. And silicone is great for that. Uh, whereas your water base, it is going to start to chafe a little after a while. And, I mean, I say after a while, but it's like 15 to fifteen minutes to an hour, depending on, you know, the level of oomph your butt has. Mine does not. <laughs> now, the rectum is just as prone to imbalances as vaginas are. And you want to be aware of that because... Like, if you introduce too much back there, because it's very porous, it is going to soak in. It's going to get into your bloodstream, and you need to be aware of that. But at the same time, you do have a lot more options back there. Oils and hand lotion and everything that you've ever read in fan fiction that you went, yeah, no. It's a little bit safer back there, but I would not recommend it. It can, uh, anything with fragrances are going to burn more, and you don't want burning. Burning's the opposite of what's fun. And... I mean, unless you're into that. But, you know, risk aware. (laughs) And you want to make sure that you're not crossing the streams, as it were. Uh, You're not going to be sticking your fingers into a vagina and going, oh, look, lube, and then putting it back there. Don't do that. That's bad. (laughs) Moving on to stretching. Uh, You want to start slow. I'm sure a lot of you have heard the, the one, two, three stretch where you put in one finger first and then you work another finger along inside there and you can get up to three and make, and stretch it out. And the scissoring techniques and stuff, uh, these are great options to start out with. It's showing you how your body's reacting depending on how much you're taking in. I know some people uh, like more of the 
the roundabout. You push it in and you kind of circle it out. You help it stretch uh, on its own naturally. Now this is a unconscious muscle. These muscles are not something that you're always aware that you're clenching. And you are always clenching it or else you would be having accidents all the time. So this is an unconscious muscle. And when you're trying to teach an unconscious muscle to do what you want it to, then that's gonna, it's going to take some, some time and some patience. So how do you get an unconscious muscle to relax? Well, you relax. You have to trust your partner. You have to be aware that you're not going to end up damaged by the play that you're having. And you have to be confident in that you are educated and that they are educated in what's about to happen. So you have to calm down. You have to relax every muscle in your body. And you have to say, yes, fingers, take me. (laughs) (laughs) So just... Just flow with it. If you stress out, your booty hole's going to stress out. And you're like, oh, God, it's coming for me. And your butt's like, what is it? (laughs) And it's not going to let anything in. (laughs) Work up slowly, especially if you're nervous. Because if you're nervous, your booty hole's nervous. So you're going to have to, like, convince it that it's okay. You're going to start small. You're going to look into trainer plugs. And you're going to be like, look at it, booty hole. It's so tiny. We can do this. <laughs> and, it's, and it has a nice little tapered tip. And with a lot of lube, you're going to be like, okay, okay. Oh, God, it's in there. <laughs> because it's just going to go whoop. <laughs> and that's fine. <laughs> just, just take it, experience it a little bit at a time. You work your way up. I mean, there's some people that's like, okay, I took the pinky. I think I can go for the dildo now. And, I mean, good on those people. They they are in tune with their relaxingness. But there are other people that I've known that have taken months to get up to that point because they have a harder time understanding their bodies and they have a harder time expressing their needs to their partners. And that's why communication is very important. And not just to to other people, but communicating with yourself and your body, knowing it and saying that it's okay, I'm going to take care of you. I know that one time in Vegas was bad, but I'm not going to do it again. (laughs) We're friends now. (laughs) Now, some things just don't go as planned. If something didn't work for you, then try it a different way. Uh, If you feel like you have to stop, you can try again later. If that bean burrito catches up with you, don't hope for the best. Sound the alarm. Stop everything. (laughs) The point is, don't get embarrassed and feel defeated if something didn't work out as planned. You're trying to swim against the current, and nobody is a professional swimmer on the first day. It's your booty, and nobody knows that booty like you do. So for your own health and safety, do what's best for you. And make sure, if you're working with a partner, to communicate that with them. Like, this is important. It's me. It's my booty hole. I shit out of this. Calm down. (laughs) And that's why Poonelope is here with me. Because Poonelope is very important. You see, as much as we would like to think about anal, when we think about anal, we look at our partners and say, guess what we're going to try now? We're going to try anal. And she goes, oh, my God, my butt just turned into glitter. Like, that's not what happens. (laughs) There's a job that's going on in your body, and it doesn't stop for sexy times. It keeps going. (laughs) And as much as we don't want to think about that job when we're trying to have sexy times, this should always be in the back of your mind. (laughs) Because it's always still going. (laughs) 
and we don't want to miss. So we need to always be aware of what's happening so that we can have fun times instead of clean up the sheets and buy new ones and burn them and don't tell anyone for times. (laughs) Now, always remember that the harder you try to push yourself before you're ready, uh, the less your body is going to trust you and push back. If you've had a bad experience with anal, and, you know, he's going to sneak up on it, and that's the best way to get in there. And you're like, you know what? Get out. (laughs) Your butt's had a traumatic experience. And as much as you want to go in and have some happy fun times and enjoy it, your butt remembers that traumatic experience and was like, bitch, listen, the last time we did this. And, yeah, so it, it may take some time to convince it, and you need to give it that time. It's like a cat that's learned the word vet. It's going to run. Give your body that time. Don't get frustrated with yourself. If you ever get frustrated with yourself, uh, with anything that you're exploring in your body, it's you're going to have a lot of blowback. You need to relax. You need to tell yourself that this is okay. And next... To get into some anatomy, and I was going to do some terrible drawings, but the thingy's not here, so I guess we're just going to have to learn our imaginations. Uh, There are two walls to get through in the anus, uh, which a lot of people don't know. And you have uh, the first, your first little pucker, your little cat booty, uh, to get through. And once you get past there, there's a short entryway where you can hang your coat and wipe your feet off. And (laughs) then you go into the rest of the house. Now, usually when you're relaxing, um, that's going to open up already a little bit. But just remember that just because you got the head of your of your whatever into that hole, you're still going to have to go slowly because that other hole is going to have to open up as well. And you don't want to cause internal injury. Uh, that's going to be even worse. <laughs> and believe me, you do not want some, some bad juju happen up in there. Go slowly, let your body adjust to it all the way in there. Wait to adjust for every uh, thickness of it. So like, especially in plugs like this, uh, because they'll taper, and you see them tapering. And you'll get to this this area right here where you're like, I'm doing good, I'm doing, I'm not doing good. (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, don't push it. Just relax, because like I said, this is, a, this is a valve. You're going against the valve, so you have to let it relax and open up. When you push into that, a signal to your body that the poo is going the wrong way, dear God, bear down. <laughs> push it back out, something's wrong. So let it relax, let it open up, and then start pushing again. When you do anal, you cannot go into this thinking, okay, well, I'm just going to lube it up, I'm going to spit and go, and I'm just going to pound into that hole. And that's a bad day for everyone. Always relax and be aware of your partner. Uh, if, they look, if they've got that face that's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> take a moment <laughs> and be like, do you need to adjust? <laughs> Speak up. <laughs> You know the face. (laughs) Okay. Now, next very important item is to wear a condom. When the penis is entering the black hole, you must wear the condom. And I know that there is a glint in a couple people's eyes that are like, "Mm, mean condoms, man. Don't worry. I've got a part for that in part two, too. But for right now, 
We need to focus on health and safety and general cleanliness. And that is to wear a condom. It keeps everybody happy and clean. If you are going for more longer objects, this is the longest one I have. Let's pretend it's a dick. So once you get it all the way in there, and you have succeeded, you've relaxed, it's all the way in, you, you do a nice little happy dance, the both of you. You're like, yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I can go now, right? And no. <laughs> Take a minute. <laughs> he's like, I didn't know we were into edging. You know, you calm down. <laughs> get in there. Take a minute. Adjust. Breathe. Contemplate your life. (laughs) And then start enjoying it. Go slow, get used to it, and then, you know, over time, not necessarily in the same session, but over time you can get into more hardcore, let's start starring some porn and, like, really slamming in there kind of stuff. But, I mean, it's not like I watch a lot of gay porn, but anyways. um, (laughs) They they do tend to go a lot slower. It is a lot more sensual, uh, and there's a reason for that. So, you know, keep it slow. Keep it sensual. If you really want that hard pounding, save it for a different hole is all I'm saying. Positions. This is great. Do I have a volunteer? I'm not going to stick anything in your butt. I'm just going make to you, make you do stuff. Do I have a volunteer? There are various positions that we can get into. Do you know a lot of them? Let's find you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So over here, now, I want you to lay down on your side, and I want you to take this leg and move it up to your chest. This is called the sideline position. If anybody has ever seen that poo commercial where they're like, put your legs up on the the little stool, yeah, yeah, the squatty potty, to open it up, that's the same thing. We're opening it up. Now, you know, if you have some gas, that's going to come right on out. (laughs) So prepare yourself before this. So that's why the sideline is great. It's also great because you're nice and relaxed. You're laid out. Uh, It's easier to relax in this position. Most of your uh, positions are going to end up in this nice squatty thing. Now, I'm sure you know what doggy style is. Let's hop up into that. Again, we have a nice squatty thing. Uh, It's going to be real squatty once you end up, you know, failing the He-Man competition. (laughs) Because that's always what happens. We all know. (laughs) The arms give out. (laughs) And then, you know, we've got a nice opening right here. And that's going to help you relax. Now, this is a bit more of an advanced position, but it also gives you a lot of uh, control. Because... Sometimes you just want it to get going, and you're just like, would you please? <laughs> I've been there. Okay. Up, up. Now, squat. Look at that. Okay. Now, this gives you uh, the full squat. It's a lot easier. It opens you up, and uh, you do have a lot more control, especially if they're laying down. You can uh, up and down. You can uh, lay, pull, push down onto that object uh, as slow as you need to. Would you recommend this for the first time? Uh, If your legs can take it. I know a a lot of people uh, are not that athletic. God knows I'm not. (laughs) But so in that that, uh, situation, I would recommend sideline first. But a lot of people recommend squatting as the beginning because you have full control over it. You're just like, you stay right there. (laughs) I'm going to work this. (laughs) And so these are my favorite positions personally. Um, And now onto your back. And pull your knees up to your chest and hold it. Okay, this is the diaper position, which if you've done spanking, 
you'll know the diaper position. This is going to be harder because your booty hole is a little further back. I'm going to touch your booty. <laughs> so your booty hole is a little further back. So depending on your partner, they may want to put a, a pillow up under there because um, height difference can be an issue. <laughs> and they may end up folding you over. This can be hard on your hips because if your booty hole sticks straight up eventually and they going in at you, you're like, oh, God, I feel like I'm 80. <laughs> and you're going to need a nice warm bath after that. So I would personally call this a, pro- a uh, professional position. But, you know, it's up to you. We're all kinksters. Sometimes we want to ache for a, for a couple of days. We're like, that was fun. I can still feel it, but it was fun. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. <laughs> A hand for position. <laughs> I came up with that volunteer idea, and I'm so great, so glad it went over so great. <laughs> now, for safety concerns, if something goes wrong, if you have that dick that decided he's just going to go for it and you were not ready, and I say he, but, you know, there could be some strap-ons and some bitches. I'm just saying. But if that happens... And I trust all of you people that are going to be entering into other people not to do this. But we've all been there. <laughs> like I have. I've been there. <laughs> I do want to acknowledge a safety tip. If that happens, I want you to bear down. Because when you bear down and you're like, you know, you've, we've all had that poo that's just stuck. And you're like, <laughs> when you bear down, that's opening up. It's uh, forcing those valves open. And yes, granted, when you bear down that hard, there's a really high chance of you pooping on that person. But frankly, if you have to bear down that hard because a person isn't slowing down and paying attention, they deserve to be pooped on. And you can tell them I said that. (laughs) For the love of God, poop on the person. (laughs) That does lead me back to be aware of yourself before you decide to do anal. Be aware of what you've eaten in the last 48 hours. (laughs) Because if you've had Mexican the night before, I would not recommend doing anal in the morning. I'm just saying. Now, consideration for the prostate. Anybody that has a prostate or uh, enjoys people with prostates, they are in a different position for each person. Uh, just like G-spots uh, can be in a different position for each person. Because, you know, people are different in bodies. But uh, the prostate's going to be located at the base of your dick. So wherever your dick is, it's going to be on the other side. The prostate is uh, a gland-like thing that contains all of the nerves for the dick. And when the person gets turned on, it's going to swell. And what it swells with is fluid. And it's that fluid that goes into the balls and then the sperm goes into the fluid, and then there's the ejaculate. And that's the part we are all familiar with. (laughs) So when you go up in there and you get to that prostate, you have to figure out where that is on their body. Because, you know, some dicks are up high, and some dicks are up low, and some redfish, bluefish. And (laughs) so when you go up in there, and you have to get them turned on first, because otherwise it's going to be too little to find, get it swelled up, you know, get them nice and squirmy, and then get up in there, and it'll feel like a nub when you're looking for it. Feel like a little bump. And when you press on it, Lord knows you'll know. They're going to let you know. <laughs> now, I don't recommend immediately attacking the poor prostate. I uh, didn't deserve that. Most people, especially if they're not used to it, when you first go in, they're going to be like, 
wait. <laughs> it's intense. And I've watched some people, and I mean, I'm a bit of a sadist. That can be fun for me <laughs> to just watch and be like, oh, honey, you okay? <laughs> but just the, just the feeling of something going past it and just the pressure of that on it is going to be enough. Uh, for a lot of people at first. So um, I don't recommend, you know, immediately seeking it out. That's going to be too much. It's going to feel like what happens when you're oversensitive. You know, right after you've orgasmed, then they just keep going, and you're like, wait, (laughs) I have tears. (laughs) It's going to feel like that. So, you know, take it slow. uh, Let them adjust to it. And that may take a minute to get to a point where, a person is desensitized enough that they're going to want more. And when I say more, I mean very gentle pressing against it or a bigger object. I do not mean aim for the side of the colon and punch it a bunch because that is not safe for your colon. Please don't do that. Porn doesn't do that. They just make you think you do that. Like porn does for a lot of things. Okay, variations on the basics. Now you can argue a lot of things in a lot of ways. And I have heard so many people argue, because good God, the amount of people that try and advocate for spit and go. And uh, you know what? That's fine. But this is called risk-aware consensual kink at that point. Because there is a difference between safe, same, consensual, and then risk-aware consensual kink. And that's fine. If you want to do risk-aware, then both parties have to be aware of the risks. When it comes to condoms, uh, that's the biggest one. They're like, yeah, but I don't want the condom. Okay, listen, your penis has a pee hole in it. And when you put Punelope in the pee hole, that's called a UTI. And that is not fun for anyone. It is a very unhappy time. And one of the biggest concerns uh, for UTI is they always say immediately pee after sex. And yes, that can help a lot. It can clear out the tube. But we don't know how long your marathon is going on. Something may have set up already, or you may just have, you know, kidney stones can cause scratches on the way out. You may not even know that you had one, and then you just got an infection in there. And you don't want to do that to yourself. So be aware of your body if you're going to do that. And also be aware that staph lives on the surface of your skin. And it lives on the surface of your skin inside of you, too, because that's a surface. So there has been a recent high number of staph infections in your dick. And that's not fun. (laughs) I just want you to picture that and wonder, is the condom worth it? And I really pray you say yes. Condom is so worth that. Because it can do a lot more than just protect from uh, STDs and STIs. It is protecting your poor, abused pee hole that never wanted this out of life. (laughs) Now, uh, when it comes to lube... And the arguments against uh, less lube to create drag or just a spit and go, which I hate. But, you know, it's, it's you. It's up to you. And I get it. There are some people that are more into the masochistic side of it. They like the burn. Um, they like the, the pain edge to it. Uh, it is a much higher risk when you don't have uh, that lube slicking the way and keeping everything nice and smooth in the chute. The, you're more liable to micro tears. And um, you won't see micro tears. You probably won't even bleed from them, but they are breaking open the skin. They are giving a lot more options to get stuff in there, and it's causing a lot of pressure there because the veins are actually really close 
to the skin, to the forefront of the skin, in the uh, anal ring, as it were. So you, you don't have a lot uh, between your veins in there. And what happens when you put a lot of pressure and a lot of hits against veins that are that close to the skin is varicose veins. Now, what those veins in your asshole are called are hemorrhoidal veins. That means if you get a varicose vein in your ass, that's a hemorrhoid. And that's what hemorrhoids are. They're your veins falling out of your asshole. And now typically those will uh, heal themselves. You don't want to put any extra pressure on it until they heal and they go back into the skin. But that does mean that you're more susceptible to that happening in the future. Um, If they fall and they can't go back in, uh, that means either stapling them in or having them surgically removed. And I knew a person that that happened to. And believe me, you don't want to go through that. (laughs) Be very careful about about the drag that you're doing. Uh, if you notice a drag and you're, that was not a consensual thing, stop, add more lube. You do not want that to happen to them. Uh, you do not want to give them something that they're going to have to focus on for the rest of their lives because you will. You need to be aware of that. And you don't want them to blame you for that either. <laughs> and you don't want to blame yourself. So if you're holding something, like especially silicone, because you're having to use water-based lubes on it, and you're holding it all day, which I have done. That's a lot of uh, pressure. That's a lot of uh, rubbing against the skin. You're going to have to give yourself a few days uh, to recover from that. And not necessarily because it, it felt bad or because you feel sore, but because you have to give your skin and your veins time to heal from the pressure and the problems that you've set against it. And then you can have more fun times later. Now, silicone is squishier, uh, unlike glass. Now, glass does give more of a, uh, a slide to it, but it's also heavier and harder. So, again, you're going back and forth as to uh, what is causing the damage, and you're always going to need to heal afterwards. So, just give yourself time to heal. I would not recommend doing anal every day of your life. I would definitely not recommend doing anal like three hours a day every day of your life. You know, just take these things into consideration. <laughs> Now, like I said earlier, uh, there are health risks to uh, one penis, two holes in either direction. But in the same way, you don't want to go from the ass to the vagina because that's going to take all of Punelope and bring it into the vagina. And then you're going to have a yeast infection. And God knows those are not fun. Nobody wants them. takes forever to go away. So keep things clean. If you decide to go from one hole to another, change the condom or change the toy, especially with toys because they have a a tendency to absorb. This is rubber. This is technically an anal toy. I don't use it as such. I use it vaginally, and I use it vaginally only because it is more of a a rubber feel to it. Uh, It has a tendency to absorb, and those live in there no matter how much you wash it, and When it comes to vaginally, that's fine because your vagina is made to fight off infection and bacteria. That's its job. It does that every day of its life because it's basically an open wound in your body your whole life. (laughs) That's fine to leave there, but you don't want to have stuff absorbing into, um, into something like an anal plug or a dildo and then moving it over, especially if it's had time to set up cultures. So once an anal toy, always an anal toy. And I, and I hold to that. 
Um, and I do hold to uh, completely sanitizing your toys at all time. And by sanitizing, I do mean stuff that you can boil. This is silicone. You can drop silicone into a pot of boiling water, boil it for, thir- uh, for three minutes, and it will come out as sterilized as you can get it at home. And you can do the same with stainless steel. As long as your glass toys are Pyrex, you can do the same with them because Pyrex is made for that. So I do recommend doing that. Now, technically, if you do boil something like that, it is completely uh, sanitary at that point. You could change holes with it. You could change people with it because different people have different cultures in their booty hole. (laughs) So I don't recommend trading off toys. But uh, if you do boil it, then that does completely sanitize it. Uh, You could change if you wanted to. I, again, don't know if I would recommend it because, I I don't know, I'm a little OCD, uh, so I keep things separate. Now, there are, like I talked about earlier with rimming, there are people that enjoy ass-to-mouth, and I'm not hating on them, but... (laughs) Like I said, of all the things that you could get into your pee hole and of all the things that you could get into your vajoodle, all of that can get into your mouth, too. And if anybody has been to uh, a restaurant and come home with the shits for the next 24 hours, that's what happens when you get E. coli in you. So you want to be aware of that. Um, you You do have a time frame depending on what you wash with and how well you wash. So, you know, if you want to scrub it down real good, then yeah, you know, go for it. Have fun. It's you. It's your life. Be, but it is risk aware, and you need to be aware of that. And um, now there are dental dams and saran wrap that you can use and throw down there. It does feel very interesting through saran wrap. I've been there. <laughs> and if it's a choice that your partner makes, they also don't make that choice for you to come up and kiss you afterwards so you know talk about that <laughs> like if you go down there i'm not talking to you until three te- teeth brushings later <laughs> just just stay down there and that's fine like an all kink um and it should honestly be in all sex as well talk about it be aware of what's going to happen in the scene talk about options And don't just always assume that spur of the moment is best because there are health risks involved. Now, be aware that if you do end up tearing anything in your anus because of the environment that it's in, it does take a lot longer to heal because the skin is constantly stretching open and closed, you know. And uh, and it's not the cleanest of environments. So it can take up to six months to heal an injury. And that's not just from sex. I mean, if you have a, a little pointy sunflower seed that made it through you and shanked you on the way out, I mean, be aware of that. If you see a little bit of, uh, of red on your toilet paper, know that that's going to be a problem and that you need to wait until that heals. And like I said, it can take up to six months to heal depending upon the wound. So if you do end up with like a little bit of, a little bit of pink on the toilet paper, and it's been there for a while, don't panic like I did because the doctor's just going to be like, it takes a minute, okay? (laughs) And it does. Uh, So keep all of that in mind. Uh, You know, sex is your playground. It's you and your partner or you personally. So make the best decisions that you can for you. Next section. When it comes to cleanup, a lot of people don't like talking about enemas because enemas are, well, icky. And uh, I do know somebody that is very into enemas. Like, he's very into enemas. So I happen to know a lot about enemas. 
because he talks about them a lot. <laughs> but there are different types of enemas. There are different options that you had. I had somebody to go, well, you can just use a water bottle. And I'm like, honey, for $3 at Walmart, you can buy something that looks like a short ketchup bottle. And there's two in a pack. And they're made for just quickly shoving up your booty hole and go, Psh, and it, it just cleans everything out from, you know, that little front foyer area. The yeah, the mudroom. <laughs> so, and you don't want to use the stuff that comes in there. I mean, they're real cheap. You can get them anywhere, drugstore, Walmart, doesn't matter. Uh, but don't use the stuff that comes in there. That's for when you have a blockage. It's full of salt. It irritates everything, and that's, that's not going to be pretty for the next few hours. So unscrew the cap on that, dump it out, rinse it out, and fill it up with just regular water. You want water the same temperature as your skin. Uh, so if you're, if you're pouring it on yourself and you can't really tell if it's hot or cold, that's a great temperature. That's what you want to shove up inside of you. So for a quick clean out to make sure that, you know, if there's a spur of the moment and he's got a condom and we're all good, then just the, the quick little squirty ones are, are easy to do. Or if you just want to wear a plug for a while, quick little squirty ones I definitely recommend. If you're going to go for longer play or if you're going to for, go for more intense play, then you'll want a more thorough clean. Uh, that's when it comes to those big enema bags. Uh, if you see them, they look like... Uh, Hot water bottles, basically. Uh, those are not bad either. Uh, they're about $5. Again, you can get them at any drugstore, Walmart, uh, order them online. It doesn't matter. And they will have a, a big bag. I have one of these. Um, they'll have a little bag where you can hook it onto something. You want it above you because it's going gonna, it's gonna to flow down this little tube. And you put the little tube up your booty and you lay down. And then that water is going to flow into you. And it's going to swell your stomach a little bit. And then you're going to hold it for as long as you can. And you're going to cramp a little bit. Now, you can play within my play because of that. Uh, if you start cramping and they're like, no, you can't take it out yet. You're like, <laughs> this was a mistake. <laughs> but, you know, sadists enjoy that. When you release that enema, it's not going to be clean. Oh, God, it's not going to be clean. But uh, it is going to get a lot that's out of there, and then you can either use the quick little squirty things or you can use another one or two uh, enema bags to clean you out completely. There is an option for an oil enema. Uh, this is what they use in porn. Uh, be aware of what types of oils that you're putting into your body. You want it to be natural. If you can consume it, you can put it in your body, into your booty hole. Now, oil enemas will just... It's going gonna, it's gonna to cover everything that's up in there. And it's going to make it drip out of you because it's, it's slick. And that's what they tend to use in porn because then all you have to do is re-lubricate it. They can spit and it's like a fucking slip and slide after that. And then you can just keep on going, you know. Like I said, your body is supposed to be absorbent. It's supposed to pull out water. So when you put oil there, the water is not going to go through. So just be aware of how much you're using. Be aware of whether or not you need to clean out afterwards. And be aware of what you're eating over in the next few days. Because that's probably going to come slipping right out of you. Because you've greased the chute is all I'm saying. Going into uh, after cleanup, baby wipes are magic. <laughs> Baby wipes are made for this, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so use them before, you can use them before and after. Definitely use them after. Uh, it's a quick way to clean up lubes, a quick way to clean up anything that ha might have happened, and uh, just get rid of the evidence. Uh, keep those bad boys on your nightstand, in your bathroom, in your dungeon. I um, mean, just, just keep them around. <laughs> they have a little snap top thing. It's good times. Now be aware, 
especially, that having anal can sometimes be better than getting a colonic. Because you've just activated some things, and you've just upset the balance, and it doesn't know what's going on, and it's going to hit the eject button afterwards. And if you need to be more regular, that's the way to do it, from personal experience. (laughs) Be aware of your body, and be aware of what might happen afterwards. I do know some people that have actually ended up constipated afterwards. Uh, That's not as common, so just... Keep an eye on yourself. And now we're into the more fun glittery parts, like toys. Like I was saying earlier, you can work your way up with trainer plugs. These are trainer plugs. They have a little squishy thing here, so that way your little boot, your little uh, butt cheeks will just squinch around it. But it's going to open up just enough to keep it from sliding too far in. You don't want to lose things up there and end up on an ER episode, is all I'm saying. (laughs) So you can work your way up, or... What I like to do with this one, because it's so weedle, this one I can wear for a long period of time and it not bother me so much. So that way if I, if I get an order to, you know, wear something to the movies or something and I'm like, bitch, I want to watch Captain America. I'm not looking to be distracted when I'm trying to get my shield on. <laughs> this is a great option because, you know, he's there and if I think about him, I remember him. Uh, but he's not going to be super distracting, and he's not going to cause a lot of pain, and I'm not going to have to worry about relubing that much, to be honest with you, because he's so little. So I do recommend trainer plugs, uh, even if you're, you know, in it for a long time and you know everything there is to know about anal. Still recommend anal plugs, uh, trainer plugs, because you can have a lot of fun with them. Most sex stores will sell them. Uh, I did get this at just a basic sex store in uh, Virginia. It came with three of them. Um, There's a blue one that's a little bit bigger, and I use that for vaginal use so I can keep it in there for longer. And like I said before, no porous materials. You definitely want to stick when you're coming to anal. You want to stick with silicone. You want to stick with glass. You want to stick with uh, stainless steel. Um, That's what all of these are, except for this one, which is why I don't use it like that. And I'm ashamed of you, Doc Johnson. But um, this one is actually uh, silicone as well. This was my very first pumper-upper. And I have used it exactly one time because I'm I'm scared of it. What if it pops? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's silicone. It's not supposed to pop. Silicone is is some remarkably resilient material. But what if it pops? (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, this very interesting—it it feels odd, like when you pump it up, because if you uh, if you stretch really fast, uh, you'll notice a slight burning sensation and a, and a slight sting that goes away real fast. Um, and every time you pump it, you'll feel that, and you're like, "What?" And then it goes away, <laughs> and you're like, "Am I gonna die?" <laughs> you're not gonna die. It's fine. It's fine. Don't be me. Have fun. <laughs> Don't be paranoid all the time. But yeah, it has a little release button here, and then it goes back down. And you never knew. Look at that. It has cat hair on it because that fucking tail. Anyways. Now this one is a vibrator. You will see a lot of um, anal vibrating toys. Uh, Vibration uh, anally can be very interesting, to say the least, uh, especially with prostates. Uh, You're going to hear a lot of whoops and hollerings on that. Just be aware that you are rattling in Penelope's domain. So, you know, (laughs) Penelope can rattle on out. (laughs) So you want to be real clean before you, you do some vibration up in there. Now this is an anal hook. And there's a lot of vendors selling them. You can get them in a lot of places. They are stainless steel, uh, so they're very clean. You can also take this apart, uh, add on different options, and um, 
boil them separately because they have that crease in there, and I am very specific about my OCD germophobia, so that gets boiled separately. The best part about uh, anal hooks that I have discovered is that uh, you can feel this part once it's inside of you, but this part isn't keeping your anus stretched as much, and that's really the most uncomfortable part for me personally. I don't like it being stretched that much. I don't like it having that much uh, pressure against it. I don't like having that much chafing against it. And because I have, you know, way too much of an ass, my butt cheeks uh, will rub against toys a lot. And that's uncomfortable for me, especially if I want to do long-term play. And I have discovered that uh, things with this nice, slim base doesn't have that problem so much. And I don't have to worry about losing it in there, obviously. And I can still have the fun of having the pressure inside of me without the pain of having to be stretched constantly around it. And they do make um, metal toys with a T-bar as well uh, that goes up the butt crack like a thong uh, to keep it in rather than the big bases. And uh, that is my next purchase ever since I discovered this because it is going to be easier to sit in than this thing is because uh, these are hard to sit in. But they are fun to play with. So that's going to be my next goal is to get one of the T-bars. So I do recommend those depending on how your booty hole handles different toys. Because uh, everybody's different. I do not have anal beads. Uh, it's a thing that I do not have. But they're basically just little balls on a string. You shove them and they can either be connected or they can, uh, they can be loose and free-flowing and doing whatever you want. You shove them up into the booty and then you pull them back out. Uh, it is recommended to pull them back out while the person is orgasming because it really kind of increases it. Uh, when they say pull it back out, they mean slowly. This is not a lawnmower. <laughs> I mean, that, they will make that noise. <laughs> so pop them out nice and gentle. Be loving. I can't open this up for questions. I also, just to let you know, I have more advanced things I can talk about and more of an anal 201 situation like uh, advanced enemas, large insertion, and fisting. So whatever questions that you have for me, go. Uh, this is more on the return of the co comments. Um, caution everybody that they need to have some retrieval method, although you can poop stuff out as opposed to vagina. I am an ER doctor, and I've had to retrieve many things. Yeah. And when you're... when you're they forgot to put a string on them. Yeah. When you get creative in the things that you're shoving up there, it can get lost up there. Don't do that. Yeah. And you don't want to end up in the ER. And like I say, you want. How you landed on that Coca-Cola Right. <laughs> right. And like I say, you want to stick to toys that are made for anal. You don't want to use uh, weird contraptions or anything that was once breathing. Uh, <laughs> I know some people that have tried to use glass bottles because they're like, yeah, it has the hood. No, that causes suction. And that's very loose skin in there. It's going to suck it right out. You do not want that in your life. <laughs> no light bulbs. No anything thin. You, this, this is a strong muscle. It's going to bear down. It's going to break things. That's happened. <laughs> and fisting. <laughs> Uh, so fisting, uh, I don't know if a lot of you know if you've done vaginal fisting or not, um, but your fisting position is going to be this. It's not going to be punching. <laughs> this is your fisting position. And as you can see, it has a nice shape. It has a similar shape. <laughs> Spear, not hammer. 
And now, contrary to the vagina, uh, once you get up in there, you can go fist. You want to make sure that your nails are not shanking people. That's a problem. Uh, You want to give lots of healing time afterwards. Definitely a lot of lube. When you're working up to it, you're you're trying to stretch them further and further uh, and to help them along and to widen up. Uh, so you can use different toys. You can uh, you can use two hands to try and stretch them out. Booty can take a lot, <laughs> and it can get pretty big. So if you do decide to to go fisting level, uh, just make give yourself a lot of time afterwards. Don't go too far in. You want to stay near the entrance. The colon does not like being pushed out of shape so you know don't put your whole arm up there <laughs> you want to go like maybe that far uh past your wrist just a couple inches wear a glove i would definitely say and make sure that glove is super lubed up and go from there and you'll twisting motions are really helpful uh to get it because it's like a screw you're screwing it in and uh to get up in there and take it slow Definitely keep communication open when you're doing fisting. Be aware of your own body. Don't push yourself if you start to feel too much pain. Uh, your body's going to tell you if something's going wrong. So be aware of it and acknowledge it. <laughs> and don't end up hurting yourself because you're like, but I finally did it. <laughs> well, you can do it again, baby. <laughs> Just give your body some time. Anybody have a story they want to share? I'm interested in hearing. Okay. Uh, my worst anal story was after a night of frolicking, we went out to eat lunch, and he insisted I wear the medium-sized plug out there. Of course, no panties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I had to put a thong on, though, to kind of keep it in there. And then I suddenly had to go to the bathroom. And when I went to the bathroom, there was not, it was an outpouring. It was like a volcano. <laughs> clean up the entire toilet stall <laughs> and I'm waiting because there's people in there and I'm like oh god I'm just flushing and flushing just not stopping <laughs> it's like I've got to do something with this plug <laughs> get some more toilet paper and I run through the entire roll and have to go to the next stall to get more toilet paper anyway and I'm like just like the most embarrassing <laughs> see and we've all been there we've had these moments <laughs> this can happen in oh. anal <laughs> That was not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes Penelope gets mad. <laughs> it was Penelope's revenge. It was. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I've had, I'm, I've been there. <laughs> I know, I understand. <laughs> we have definitely gone all over the entire class, so, <laughs> and we've gone over time limit. But thank you, everybody, for coming and seeing me. And if anybody wants to come up and look at the toys, you're free to. They're all clean. Except for the cat hair from this damn plug. Anyways, and if you have any questions that you want to ask me personally, that's fine. You can come up to me now or later. Uh, make sure you rate the class on the thing to let them know that, you know, I talked about Punelope way too much. <laughs> and thank you. You have been listening to episode 232 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Traveling Fool, Violet Wands, recorded live at Frolicon. 